0: Welcome back everyone. This is the last day of the Making Zen online retreat and we are also going to be chatting with one of our artists who is sharing their workshop with us today. So we're going to talk with Deborah Fisher from Fish Museum and she's going to tell us a little bit about what she's been doing, what inspires her, Uh, if you have any questions about her project you can also um, pop them in the chat and whilst I'm just inviting her you're most welcome to tell me what you've enjoyed about to make some zen and also all those other amazing um projects as well and here she is hello Deborah.
1: hi how
0: are you today
1: okay I hope I did this right I'm Feel like i made a complete mess of this and I apologized um, for last week for messing up my time zones.
0: <laughs> no worries. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I always feel that things happen at the right time. The universe generally kind of has a way of working things out and I actually think it's really lovely that we can kind of be wrapping up today, which is the last day of the Makings and Retreat. Your workshop just happens to be on today as well. So it's a really wonderful opportunity for people to have a chat with you, ask any questions that they might have about the workshop, and we can have a just a wonderful chat about making and creativity. So it all happened at the right time, I think.
1: Well, good, because I I had convinced myself that I was completely right about everything and I had it on my
0: schedule and yeah well that's time zones for you and I'm constantly doing a double check between sorry I'm just trying to fit my head in the little square maybe I should just move down a bit um always double checking and rechecking because that's kind of one of the things that I I guess with my family in Australia I'm always like oh what time is it over there because I don't want to wake them up in the middle of the night if I'm calling them and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but no, no drama I'm ple- pleased that you're here today and absolutely thrilled that you're one of the amazing artists um, as part of making Zen uh, from the comments that I've been receiving about your workshop everybody's having an absolute ball and I'm just wondering um, because I just love everything about you perhaps you could maybe share um, some of what inspires you, where you get your inspiration to create your quirky characters and images.
1: Um, you know, it really—they really come from all different areas. Whether it's from, you know, a funny-looking plant or animal that I see somewhere, or um, just the the shape of. Uh, of anything really um i have a friend who is <clears throat> excuse me a writer um and she writes fantasy books and she always says that she follows the rule of awesome so she'll make a whole list of things that she thinks are awesome and then she'll write about them and so i always try to follow that rule like if i think something's going to be awesome then i just try it and i hope that i hope that other people think it's think
0: it's awesome too <laughs> I love that. That is such a a cool way of looking at things, too, because if you don't think something is awesome, it generally means you don't like it very much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So why why bother investing time in something that you don't enjoy doing? So you could even have, like, when you're writing down your list of awesome, you could even, like, number them. So number one awesome thing, Mm -hmm. number two awesome thing, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's that's so much fun and um, I'm curious what came first were you doing textiles and then you kind of moved into ceramics or you moved from ceramics into textiles or was it kind of like just a lovely natural progression simultaneously
1: I am really a textile person that's kind of how I I think about um, what I do and kind of my sensibilities I have always used a lot of different materials and media, but, and and I've done ceramics here and there over the years until I really started um, using it for my business and and more on a regular basis about six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really, my first love is really textiles. And um, the ceramics kind of came by just kind of just by chance where I was taking a class and making ceramics. And I said, well, how could I get the ceramics to be related to the textiles? And that's how I started making pincushions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I, I related it. And then the pin cushions just became very popular. So um, uh, other pe- people thought they were awesome. So I, 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 you know, I just <laughs> kept going with that. But I'm really, um, I'm really a textile person at heart
0: hmm okay um what made you enter the realm of ceramics then what was it uh, wanting to make something or yeah i'm just just curious well i
1: i had i had kind of on and off you know through art school i had taken some ceramics i had actually been an assistant for um a ceramics studio many years ago just things here there and um actually it was my father who um who is a woodworker and was looking to try something else and he was going to take a local ceramics class and i kind of offhand said oh that sounds like fun and he said why don't you come with me and so i thought you know okay sure why not and so I started taking classes um, and I had as I said had experience kind of before with ceramics but um, it was just kind of a fun thing to do with my dad and to make things for for our house and that's really how how it started Mm -hmm. Um, and then I said well how many things can I really make for our house let me see what else I can do
0: That's the thing with ceramics isn't it like you once you've thrown a couple of bowls and a couple of mugs and a couple of vases then what so it's um, You can only have so many right and then you then you can only gift so many So it's nice that you've been able to find an outlet where you enjoy making them and people enjoy, um Enjoy them as well um, And I guess I the reason why I was curious to find out your kind of journey into ceramics is because i am a textile person by heart as well and we've had a couple of nice comments coming in from people saying yes they're a textile artist at heart and that they absolutely love your pink cushions um and so yeah i i love textiles and i really wanted to take my designs because i was doing screen printing on fabric and translate those into ceramics Mm So that was kind of my journey into ceramics and up until that stage I wasn't really keen on it because I love the tactility of fabric. I wasn't so keen on the clay and getting my hands wet and all that kind of stuff too. So mm-hmm. um, yeah I was just just curious to know where what was the path that took you that way.
1: Yeah it's um in many ways I feel like ceramics is related to textiles. You can do so many textile techniques Mm. in ceramics. Mm. Um, I, I like, and even though ceramics, there is a lot of directness when I do mostly hand building. So, and even with wheel throwing, you're, you're directly working with it. Um, there's a lot of kind of mystery to me about what goes on in the kiln and, you know, kind of what's going to happen. And I like, textiles is that you're it's it's really direct for the whole process Mm. um for Mm. me um Mm. i know a lot of ceramicists love that that kind of magic um chemistry alchemy that happens um i i I like i like things a little more controlled than that in general (laughs) Though.
0: (laughs) yes that's so true i um remember when i used to do a lot of uh ceramics we'd always say a little prayer to the kiln gods mm-hmm. uh, so that everything would get through the firing without being exploding or shattering or cracking or mm-hmm. any one of those number of things that um ceramics can do in the firing process but it is it is quite an um a magical experience because you know quite often the glazes go on one color and they come out mm-hmm. a different color and you know, there's a whole whole lot of that's a rabbit hole that you can go down to go out in through as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Although
1: I I find so much of that very frustrating because I want to see what color it's going to be. I don't want to have to wait through yeah. everything. So
0: yeah yeah that's that's so true that's it's it's quite an interesting experience um and i could talk about ceramics forever but i'm sure everybody would rather hear about you and your your beautiful textiles and and what you do um and so i was having i was preparing for our conversation today and i noticed that you also do so many more fabulous things um stickers fabrics patchwork would you like to share a little bit about them and maybe some of the inspiration behind some of them
1: so i just do
0: a lot of different things i I think i'm i'm easily
1: kind of i don't know maybe I'm, i'm i feel like i'm easily bored with one thing um i just i really admire people who can pick one material and and work on it for you know years and years and years um there are things that I love about ceramics and there's things that I love about sewing and there's things that I love about drawing. And um, so I kind of tried to bring them all together in theme of of sewing, of um, home, home making, you know, people who are making from home. Um, so I, uh, and I did start out with sewing and textiles. So I continue to, Design sewing patterns, and um, I have uh, fabric lines with Wyndham Fabrics. Um, and then um, I have a little bit more recently been taking some of those um, drawings that I've been doing and making them into stickers and and prints and other things for people who um, who like to sew and who want to have those fun things. Those yeah, fun things for their studio or their house or
0: and they are they're they're super fun I um oh I've gone I've moved on from that page let's see but some of them I just absolutely love there was one which was oh that's right the incomplete chart of not to scale happiness which I absolutely adore, and it's got a whole lot of imagery of scissors and sewing implements, and there's a little fluffy dog in there, and they're just um, really beautiful kind of stuff. So I I would recommend, if you haven't yet checked out um, Deborah's website, please do, because there's so much fun stuff there just with all of the posters and the stickers and all those kind of fun things. And going back to your, our fabric designs, what inspired you with those? Was it because you kind of felt like you were after a certain style or a certain color or a certain look, and you just felt like there wasn't the fabric available that you wanted for your own patchworks?
1: Um, in some ways, yes. I think many people who sew, um, think about, oh, if I could design my own fabric, um, I would do this. Um, fabric design in that, in the way of um, working with a company is a very collaborative process, really. Um, so um, that has been a whole nother experience for me yeah. to mm-hmm. learn about how that works and, um, and see what comes out of that, that I wasn't necessarily expecting um, and it's um, anybody who who makes handmade things knows how much time it takes and how much effort it takes, and as I kind of evolved my business, I was looking to find outlets and find. Uh, areas that weren't so time-consuming in terms of individually making items mm. so that's where um kind of some of it comes from and it's just also another material it's another medium it's another it's kind of another adventure in in making things
0: yeah yep I think that's so so true so did the fabrics come before the patchwork or did the patchwork come before the fabrics Um, I have been
1: sewing really for a long, long time. Um, and I did, um, I actually wrote two, two books of sewing patterns. Um, and then I collaborated with somebody else for, um, uh, Trixie Simmons. We did uh, a softy book, but, um, so I have a whole, I have a book of patchwork quilt patterns and a book of some quilt patterns and some, other lots of other items for kids mm-hmm. um dolls and toys and and things like that so yeah the the patchwork came before the the fabric
0: fabulous and where can people go to if they would like to purchase your books um
1: they're on my website also
0: website is best mm-hmm. yeah
1: um they i'm sure if you do a little google search you can probably find them in other other places especially if you're in other countries where shipping might Is a problem from here because, of course, Mm. shipping from the US is to other countries is just expensive. So, Um, but you can find all the information about the books on my website so you can put in the titles or whatever
0: else. Find them that way. Out of all of the projects that you've created, do you have a favorite?
1: Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's
0: hard. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking that's a very tricky question. It's probably like asking you your favorite child or something like that. So you're allowed to have a, a few answers if you wish. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, I think the answer, I've heard this answer from people before who have been asked that question. It's like the latest project yeah. right? that yeah. I, I. hopefully I'm most excited about my newest fabric collection. Um and I'm most excited about the newest ceramic things. And I will actually, I'm gonna show you one just because it's right here. Yes, and right, yes. This is this is a preview. Nobody has seen these before. So I started making these, these turtles. People like like a lot of turtle things. I love they just kind of are funny. But um so I made I made these big turtle pincushions and my daughter started telling me about island turtles, which I'd never heard of before where they're turtles that have islands on their backs. So when they're swimming in the water, they have this island on their back. And I thought she was totally serious, of course, but they're not. They're like fantasy creatures. <laughs> so I, <laughs> but that's okay. Either way, it's fine. <laughs> so I, I made like little oh. like a turtle pink cushion with like an island um Gorgeous. on his back. So now I'm doing um like a little a little series of these guys. And so like right now these they're my favorite because they're here and I'm excited about them and I followed the rule of awesome and I decided that would be awesome to do that so
0: yeah totally well you're getting a flood of hearts and fire from sharing those turtles and quite rightly so they're absolutely gorgeous um and I I love them like you say they're the rule of awesome are they available for sale yet or if not how can people find out how to get them they, well, they're not,
1: this is, this is the only one that's oh. actually finished. The oh, other, the others are in, I'll show you, this is, um, they're in, still in ceramic, oh, ceramic mode look. here. No. This is unfired, Yeah, ra- waiting to go in the kiln. Um, So because the ceramics sell out so quickly, you will find that there aren't, most of the time, there aren't any on the website. Mm. There is a tab mm. that says ceramics. Um, it's usually there, there's nothing there or stuff is sold out because they do sell it quickly. Mm. So, um, I recommend that you sign up for the email newsletter, which, um, is there's all kinds of places on the website to be able to do that. And I announce listing times, dates and and times. I do try to alternate times and days to accommodate all kinds of time zones, which I'm obviously not great at time zones, but I, I do try to create some kind of um, variety. Mm. And the email newsletter goes out every first and third Thursday of the month. And I will have photographs and uh, of what's gonna be available at a specific date and time. And that's the only way to know what to- when the ceramics is being listed.
0: Yeah, oh, I can say that there, I'm sure, cause I'm just thinking about myself. A lot of people will be like, anxiously sitting at their computer waiting to send you that email or whatever so that they can choose choose the, um, the appropriate ceramic or pink cushion or whatever it is. That's a, a fun way of doing it. And this
1: will, this will, it'll be a while before the, the turtles are there just because ceramics is such a process um, mm. in terms of firing and drying and firing and glazing and firing and all of that. So yeah, there's a lot of
0: lead time. Yeah how many do you like to make in one batch so to speak
1: um i will have i'll have six of these and then i've got like i just did i think eight of something else i like to make kind of little um sometimes they're kind of all very similar and then sometimes they're just variations of Mm -hmm. of something else Mm -hmm. this time of year I do like to do to throw in a few extra things that are not necessarily sewing related um but more creative home related and I just made a bunch of ring holders um oh fun I call them ring things or ring thingamoss <laughs> <laughs> so not exactly sewing but you know creative creative home home
0: things yeah. so yeah Oh, you must have such a ball just playing in your studio and and creating your, your thingamals.
1: Well, I've been extremely fortunate that they have been so well received. And it's, I'm just constantly amazed at how lucky I am to be able to do this all the time and to be able to, um, they seem to make people happy. And that makes me happy. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, your like your website and uh, your Instagram and it, everything has this very positive, awesome vibe to it so I think it's a, a beautiful reflection of you and it's it's hard not to respond so beautifully to um such quirky little thingamals that aren't quite one thing or another you know they they mm-hmm. they leave a bit to the imagination yeah yeah, yeah. um I can see a, a book is that something that you've ever thought about writing a book for your thingamals like a, a fiction kind of thing
1: um, it, it, you know it's one of those kind of in the back of my mind <laughs> things maybe someday maybe someday
0: it sounds like you should team up with your daughter and uh, the two of you could come up with a, mm-hmm. a pretty awesome book I reckon yes <laughs> <laughs> how old is she to um, be t- talking about t- turtle islands uh, she's 15, 15. She's 15. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> I absolutely love that. So when she was telling you that, because um, I guess she probably had a, an idea in her mind about what she was thinking and you then interpreted it in another way. Has she met your interpretation of an island turtle yet?
1: Um, I think so. I think so. You know, we, um, we kind of, we looked them up together and I was like, wait, what is that? And then um, I was like, Oh, these aren't real. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it when my kids get smarter than me, you know, and, and they were pretty young when that happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, she, she she approved. She approved of this
0: one. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, it's pretty fun. And I you know everybody's looking forward to seeing seeing them being created and then signing up for your newsletter and, and being able to get them because I, I think that's pretty awesome. Um to be on your list of awesomeness mm-hmm. things of all <laughs> <laughs> So um talking about what you've created for the Making Zen Retreat, your workshop that's available now, what inspired you to create these beautiful little containers?
1: Um, these are kind of a variation of, um, a pattern, um, that I had done for a magazine a number, number of years ago. Um, and as I was kind of looking, um, over the, the spring workshops and trying to kind of, um, get kind of, uh, into the, the makings and vibe of things, I thought, well, this is, this would be a great, um, this could be a great project. And I do like making little things and I make like to make, you know, sweet little things. Um, So I, I, you know, just did a, did a variation of it. Um, And I had not uh, figured out beforehand the uh, laminating of, um, so I, I have used three millimeter wool before for these, um, boxes, um, I'm just looking, I have them right here. So I, this is like three millimeter, millimeter wool. Um, mm. but then I, I know that's not always available to everybody. Um, so I, I did this lamination of, of the wool. So that was kind of an exciting new, new development that, that, that that could happen mm. and that there could be, Uh, multicolored layers of this that that were happening. So, so that was, that was fun. And you know, like who, who doesn't love like little containers to put things in?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And it, they look so delicious too. When you combine those layers of colors, I guess it's a bit like a, a licorice all sort or a little cupcake or or something like that. Yeah. Making my mouth water. (laughs) And I also noticed that you like to uh, work with wool and you specified working with wool for that project. Is that because of the lamination issues or do you prefer working with natural materials? I, I love all materials, really,
1: um, but I do love um, wool felt, especially. Um, I just find that it's so much nicer to work with and it's more beautiful. And um, I have never seen three millimeter felt in anything but wool. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is, it's just a, it's just a really a wonderful material, um, which is fairly new actually in the United States. Um, I had never seen it before until I went to Barcelona about um, 11 years ago and I saw it there and that is the where I first bought three millimeter wool felt um, and now it's more readily available but it was the most exciting thing <laughs> ever <laughs> <laughs> to find the To discover that there was this three millimeter and then to find this tiny little store with this little man who only spoke Catalan and you know and just it was just a whole wonderful thing um so for but also for the laminating you're going to be ironing at really hot temperature so you you only want to melt the fusible web in between you don't actually want to melt the felt which would happen if you used um not non-wolf
0: yeah. felt yeah yeah that's that's a very good point um and it could make a, a big mess mm-hmm. i mean it could be an interesting mess nonetheless <laughs> maybe not what you're planning <laughs>
1: Maybe not what you want on your iron or your ironing board. Exactly. You know, if if you're going to test it out, just make sure that you protect your iron, protect your ironing board and and see what happens. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what's that, I guess, a a piece of um, parchment paper or greaseproof paper, something like that to just keep things contained? hmm, I've never
1: used one of those, either one of those, but they might. I use, I have something called, um, I think it's called a goddess sheet uh, where okay. it's kind of like a, almost like a Teflon sheet. Um, but I will also just use like a piece of muslin or just a thin piece of fabric, um, that I don't, you know, mind yeah getting, getting destroyed if that, if that's what happens.
0: Yeah. that that's, that's good advice. Cause yeah. you don't want to accidentally melt something Thing using your favorite iron on your favorite ironing board cover, that kind yeah. of thing.
1: <laughs> I think we've all been there,
0: probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I have a, a good iron for clothes and an art iron for things that are, can be experimental. <laughs> good idea. For that reason. <laughs> Uh, well, that's exciting. I really love that you've um, experimented with how you can layer up felts together, because uh, I was wondering if you were using like a wet felting process or a needle felting process, So, because um, each of them would give you different results, right. I imagine, too.
1: Yes, and I'm sure you, you, I would think that that would be a wonderful thing to experiment with. mm um, that and i may go try that now because it never really occurred to me um (laughs) so i think that that would be that would be fantastic to see how how that changes and um i wonder how you know the density of the felt would react with the needle felting Mm. you know there's all kinds of all kinds of possibilities yeah there
0: really is isn't there that's got my mind thinking about it too just like you say it would different reactions t- to the different processes and there's something um nice and immediate about the the fusible interfacing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i um just love stitching through wool too that's such a i don't know there's something sumptuous about being able to stitch through wool and yes feel it in your fingers mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah and the other beautiful thing talking about feeling things in our fingers is mm-hmm. you've provided a wonderful bonus for people who choose to purchase the all access the VIP ticket mm-hmm. we change the the term of them would you like to share with us what um, what that is so so
1: this is this is the paper version although um... For the VIP pass, it's obviously a, a PDF version. Um, this is—I don't know if that is showing up the right way or not—but it's called um, "So Good Pincushions" pattern. This is my uh, most popular sewing pattern, and there are um, five different pincushions that you can make. All the instructions. There is the large person, Aww. and this is—these are great for all kinds of embellishments. Um, um, I've seen lots of pictures of. of People who have made these and done all kinds of wonderful embellishments on um, the large person. This is the little, the smaller person. There is a uh, the strawberry.
0: Oh, cute.
1: Um, there, is, there's a little bird, and there is um, just a, a simple round. And this is um a this comes with all of the, you know the the full mm. pattern. And it's a great introduction, especially to um, making three-dimensional things out of two-dimensional shapes. Um, I think um, there are many quilters and people who sew who, I I find they're often a a little um, nervous about making three-dimensional objects. Mm. Um, And so this is really a great, these kind of small things are really a great introduction to saying, "Okay, this is, a weird shaped pattern, but it's going to create this. Yes,
0: um, yeah. Ah, very interesting. And are they also, um, what are some of the recommended fabrics that you use to create those? Um,
1: these. This pattern was originally um, made in quilting cottons um, because it went with my first fabric collection
0: uh-huh. uh, for
1: Wyndham Fabrics, but I have done them in many other things. Um, I actually uh, love to make the strawberries out of uh, felted wool, um, different than wool felt, <laughs> felted wool, um, although I'm sure you could probably do it out of, out of wool felt also. Um, but i love to make them out of felted wool fabric um, because there's like a little bit more of a stretch. So you get this kind of nice little kind of rounded Roundedness. Um, I, I think you could make them out of uh, any number of of types of materials. As and if you're going to use them as a pin cushion, just make sure that it's suitable for you know n- nothing that's really too dense because then you'll have trouble with your pins and things. That. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a very good, um, recommendation. Nothing worse than making a pin cushion and not being able to put your pins <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Actually that's a good point because I remember we had a conversation about the best kind of things to put inside a pin cushion. Do you have any suggestions or recommendations on that?
1: So almost all of my pin cushions I put in crushed walnut shells. Uh-huh. Um, I find that, and there are certainly many other things you could put inside, some people use like polyfill, some people use wool, um, some people just use scraps of things that they have. Um, I use crushed walnut shells. I like the weight of it. I find that, for example, if a strawberry was stuffed with polyfill, it's gonna be so much lighter and it's just going to be like flying all over the place. But it, it the with the crushed walnut shells, it's it just has a little bit of kind of yeah. weight and heft and kind of a nice little presence. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. With the uh, walnut shell, do, is that also helpful for keeping the ends of the pins sharp? Is that one of those? Some people say that. Yeah. I
1: I don't. I can't say that I really noticed a big difference. Um but that is some people do say that. Um, mm-hmm. I have used emery in which is um when those traditional um tomato pin cushions with the little strawberry that's attached, the strawberry would have emery in it. Um and that is supposed to sharpen your your needles. Mm-hmm. Uh emery is very fine, very messy, um, expensive. So I don't really use it very often. But yeah. um, if you do want that particular trait, that would
0: be the way to go. Then I think. you can use that too. Hmm. Food for thought. All, all these different options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes, I um. Yeah. Make sure because I've gone through the the process of making a pin cushion and stuffing it with some things which were main meant that it was too hard to actually push your pin into. So mm-hmm. I, I like your suggestion of using the crushed walnut shells or, or something that's got a little bit of give and a nice weight to it as well. Mm-hmm. I, I would say.
1: Yeah. And if you do make a lot of them, um, I recommend that you it's actually used as like a reptile bedding. Ah. So, um, um, like I buy them, I buy it in like five or 10 pound bags. Most people don't make that many pin cushions and you might not need a five or 10 pound <laughs> bag. Um, but um, you could get together with people and do that because it's, it's much less expensive in kind of in that bulk, as opposed to trying to buy like a little yeah. package from, um, that's just rebranded as a pincushion stuffing. So
0: you're brilliant thank you so much for sharing that mm-hmm. i think that tip's going to make so many people's days can it get together and have like a a walnut shell party and kind of divvy up big bags mm-hmm. on? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Uh, And I've just noticed the time. Deborah. I could chat with you all day. It's been an absolute delight to connect with you. you. Um, Absolutely love all of your work and thrilled that you're part of the Making Zen online retreat and that you're sharing your list of awesomeness with the world.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's really um, been... A, a wonderful experience, and I've learned just so much from from all of the other presenters, and even just myself. Um, you know, making the video was a huge kind of learning curve for me, and and I just really appreciate the opportunity and the 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 experience of it all. So thank you
0: uh oh, well you you're most welcome and i i'm so pleased to hear that i'm glad you have really enjoyed it and the makings and community is so beautiful no doubt you've been seeing wonderful comments from everybody as they've been making your um following along with your workshop and the the, those who have bought the the vip part and delved into some of the, the goodies as well your wonderful mm-hmm. bonus um and so yeah i'm i'm thrilled thank you thank you again and i hope you have a, a wonderful rest of your day playing in the studio i can't wait to see some more of the island turtles coming <laughs> into being <laughs> and we've got some comments coming in unbusying is saying the best community mm-hmm. and I have to I have to admit, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Well, thank you again. It's been a delight. Uh, much love to you. And thank you, everyone, for joining our conversation today and following along for the Making Zen online retreat event. It's been absolute hoot and um, so much creativity is happening. It's just wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Bye-bye.